All right. Hey, Trish. Hey, Matt. How's it going? It's going good. I think I'm finally out of my uh, COVID, <laughs> potential COVID sickness. <laughs> How are you? Oh, are you coming I'm, out of your COVID? <laughs> I'm coming out of my COVID. It's taken oh, almost two weeks, but I'm getting there. Yeah, I was sick for a good two weeks, too. It's like, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm 100% today, but like, I'm, I'm feeling more like myself. Exactly. It's like there's still lingering things in from people that have had COVID before. Even from like the very beginning, they're still suffering a shock. So I'm like, I'm not expecting to just wake up and be hunky-dory, but at least I don't feel like I'm at that store now. Right. <laughs> oh, like uh, we have an interview coming up that we recorded. Uh earlier on during our sickness yeah. you could definitely I know. You could definitely tell there's a difference uh you could hear I... it i'm sure in our voices <laughs> <laughs> i know but it's one of our favorite people to interview and someone i really admire so we powered through it man yes we have the wonderful sister indica coming up later in case everyone Indeed. was wondering yes we get to talk to her about um blaze and how productive she's been on this quarantine so that's always fun yes we got yeah we get some good tidbits on this one i'm not i'm not giving away any information they can listen to the interview it's a good interview yeah it's a good interview and we got some good exclusives too so you gotta listen to all of it to get the exclusives because we, we're not giving away when they're given no no she's no she gave some good little tidbits um, but aside from COVID, I did my um, uh, course to sell marijuana in Alberta, which I'd like to kindly refer to as marijuana propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, as part of what? Are you going to open a, a cannabis store or what is it that you're doing for our for our listeners? Uh, okay, so um, I'm starting to work in event security. Um, so obviously I need to have... Um, just certification in certain aspects that are legal in the province and country. So I need to have like safe alcohol training. I need to have safe marijuana sales training, even though I won't be selling any of these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I signed up to, uh, to as like a backup and maybe like a side gig um, to do delivery for a service that delivers alcohol. Yeah. So, of course, I had to do a safe alcohol delivery training course. Well, that's not bad. I imagine alcohol delivery, they're happier to see you than food delivery. <laughs> well, it's everything. It's just it's it's just a delivery service where you can get, like, snacks to, to beer and wine and all that. And basically, the, you, you waste and it's only, like, five minutes or less. And it's just saying if the person looks drunk, um, or the person is drunk, don't give them any more alcohol. Yeah, that's that's essentially what I did. It was like two hours of repeated information and misinformation about marijuana. So, you know, that was lovely. I passed Yay. with a 94% because uh, most of the information I already knew. Because, well, we, well, we knew I grew you were up smoking pass. weed. I grew up smoking weed. I've like... Like, none of this information that they're using in this program is new. I also found it quite interesting that they had to use a video from Australia. Which, 
I don't know if anyone knows anything about Australia or if we have listeners there, but like they're pretty strict about weed there. So um, I found that quite fascinating that they would take a video from a country that is so strict with marijuana and use it for selling legal marijuana <laughs> in Canada. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna leave that one alone. I have no comment here. Right, it's problematic at best. At least, I guess. Like, oh uh, yeah, at the at the bare minimum. Um, that's really yeah. I have a um, oh yeah. I've been I'm doing a, a test to be a potential um, a security guard in an airport as well this week, which is kind of exciting, oh, kind of nerve wracking. But I do well in testing situations, so. Oh, there you go, and it'll be and it'll keeping your options open as far as security. Well, yeah, I would like I would like to work in I'd like to work in like a bigger like healthcare or um, the airport or something something fun, okay. something dramatic, chaotic. I like chaos yeah. at work, so I, I was gonna say I don't know if I'd call the airport fun, chaotic for sure. I don't know. I kind of enjoy the chaos of the airport. I don't mind going to the airport unless you like. Yeah. Okay, that's unless you want me to travel through Pearson like Toronto's airport, their international one, then I'm going to have something to say about it. But other than that, I don't mind it. I don't mind airports. I don't mind them if I'm traveling. I've been... If I'm dropping somebody off, then I have an issue because traffic is a bitch Oh, when Miami. I drive. Yeah, I don't drive. That's not my problem, ever. <laughs> <laughs> there you can, go. I can never be asked to pick up or drop someone off from the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have a wonderful oh yeah I have a friend coming in so like I actually have to go up to the airport to, um, for this interview but my friend's coming in the same day which was just like stupid serendipitous so I'm gonna Ooh. get to see one of my old friends from back home oh that's awesome yeah it's gonna tomorrow yeah tomorrow's gonna be a good day well tomorrow like good. while I'm recording this in like real time not tomorrow when you're listening to this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, by the time you're listening to this, the friend's already here. Uh, yeah, the friend's already come and gone. I'll have already done the visit. Um, it'll be great. Um, <laughs> so it's a short visit then? Yeah, because they were, um, they got asked to just like um, essentially be a sea filler because one of the salespeople for the conference got the, just like they didn't want to travel because of COVID. So she gets to come out to Banff, which is fucking tits because I'm like, fuck yeah, go to Banff get the mountains in um so she's going to Banff and then they're stopping in Calgary I think for a night or two so I'm gonna see her while she's in Calgary oh cool I'm glad you get to go see her yeah it's weird how many people I know come through Calgary because like this is like the fourth or fifth person in like years yeah I thought Calgary was like a bigger city though so I'm I'm not that surprised Calgary and Edmonton are kind of like the same size. Just like the main difference is if you fly into Calgary, you can take a 45 minute drive to Banff. Ah, okay. It's like three hours from Edmonton. More, more than that, actually. Okay. Okay, <laughs> got it. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to picture it all in my head. Oh, I'll just send you a, I'll just send you a screen grab of the map later with, with dots on it so you can see. I'll just, I'll just, yeah. Sounds like a plan. I'll just explain it the easiest way possible. <laughs> Here's a and map. I have a friend in Edmonton. Edmonton's gorge. I loved it there. I lived there for 
like three years or so, maybe two. I don't know. I loved it there. Okay. I had a fucking great time there. Well, she left my app. No, she she met her now husband on a trip. He ended up because she's from Miami. She he he's from Edmonton. They ended up. She ended up moving to Edmonton for him. Oh, I love that. That's so cute. Yeah, it was, and they got married last year, and they've been together for like th- two, three, four years. So. Oh, that's so, good together. That's so cute. Well, like, I mean, they'll, they'll, it gives us a reason to go up to Edmonton when you ever come out to visit me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it'll, I'm hope, I, let's see when I can, because uh, this whole thing with the, with the corona and my, and my father and all this stuff, I'm just like, I want to travel. I'm dying to get out of my house. Right, though. Oh, my God. The going to the island for our honeymoon was fucking fantastic. And that was like at the beginning of COVID. Ugh. Yeah, that was like the first summer of COVID, I think. Lord help the us. The first summer of COVID. <laughs> right? Was, yeah, like I love how now it's like the first and second, third, fourth, fifth. Um, Dude, it's hard to think that it's been more than, it's been two years, almost three. Yeah fucking banana brains um we have a new season of drag race but we're not going to talk about that yet because they cheated us and i refuse to talk about half a fucking episode that lasted an hour and 22 minutes oh you 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 have your obviously you've seen it and you have your comments on it well obviously i'm gonna watch it again but i'm also just like you know they did for season six they did this and that was a very oh, entertaining yeah. opening. That was a very tenor- entertaining episode, but it was also only like fucking 55 minutes. It was shorter. It was a lot shorter. Yeah, the I'm, girls I'm were even like, up. wait, what's going on? I'm going to pull this up. Like... I need to know. I need to know exactly how long this season six episodes were because this is no, who I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, re- I remember, I remember the season six episode. They were like, wait, what's going on? There's only these many girls. And like immediately, Bitch, once they were only like, 40 minutes and 41 minutes a piece. And I had to sit there for an hour and fucking 22 minutes and watch this bullshit. You know what? I'm not getting into it. It's for, it's for the next part. No, but that's my but I, I, I laughed because like the, the moment the girl turned the I was like, oh, it's half an episode. Yeah. Half the girls are going to split up. I'm like, what's the point? Yeah, so. Um, Aside from that, I've been rewatching Married with Children because um, oh, Peg, Bundy's a, Peg Bundy's a Disney princess now, so we have to respect that. Um, oh, you know, <laughs> I'm watching Super Nanny. Don't ask why. Oh God! Uh, now all, all I can think of is the episode of Drawn or Drawn Together where Super Nanny comes in. To, Which one? Uh, Drawn Together when Super Nanny comes in to t- uh, to like oh, make Captain my God, Hero I behave. Love I love that 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 cartoon. Yeah, the cartoon was my favorite. I loved it. I was super into that show. I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. We talked a little bit about it, yeah. <laughs> um, what else is going on? Oh yeah, I made. I finally finished my Guess Who game. I thought the real so good. So for our listeners, I have found a vintage version of Guess Who at the thrift store, and then I, I took all the pieces out and put them aside in a Ziploc bag. 
and I'll have completely rejiggered the whole game. <laughs> configured, sorry, that sounded like a bad word. Um, I reconfigured the whole game for RuPaul's Drag Race. Yep, so we now have Guess Ru. I completely hand drew that cover too. I, I, I remember you sending a progress stick. That, it, it came out so good. Oh, I took like way more progress than I showed in the reel. I just only had so much time in the reel. <laughs> no, but the, 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 the cover looks really good. I'm really happy with the cover. I didn't know what to do with it at first. And then just like that, like really weird geometric idea popped into my head. And I just like saw the colors and I just ran with it. It works. And then hopefully you'll break it in with Brian and the nephews this weekend. Yes. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. I want to do a shout out. Oh. Oh, yes, I can do a shout out because it's after this. Um, so all of our listeners um, should check out because we had the passing of Betty White, unfortunately, at 99 years of age. Um, yeah. So um, what Forbidden Bingo is doing is doing Golden Girls Bingo. And that is going to be on Saturday, January the 15th at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. It's $8 to play, and I've already seen some of the prizes. It's going to be fucking great. I'm getting into old lady drag. You're getting into old lady drag. And yeah. and they finally did um, release Betty White's death-ish reason. What was it? It was stroke, right? She she had a stroke a few days before she passed. I, I mean, at her age, that's that can't be uncommon. Well, hey, she was 99. The fact that she's 99 and people were like, she left too soon says a lot about her. Honestly, I like to think that um, my mother-in-law and your mother just didn't want to, couldn't live in a world with Betty White and they knew it was coming. So they just decided to opt out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think my, I I haven't said this to anyone before, but um, not to bring it down before, you know, before as well, but before my mom passed, the the doctors were telling us that she needed to go into a nursing home. Like, she couldn't come back home. If she was out of the woods because she was on 15 liters of oxygen at the end of her life, that's not something we could handle at our house. So she needed to go to a medical facility, a nursing home. Mm -hmm. And I I have a friend who's a medium and who can communicate the spirits and of animals and people and all that. So I'm just like, talk to her, tell her what's going on. And literally she popped the next day. So some people, I, some I believe she chose to go. Yeah. Some people no, like- I, I believe she chose to go. She never wanted to go to a nursing home. She never wanted to be outside of her house um, yeah. to pass away from her house. So I'm like, you know what? This is your, these are your options. I, I, my friend told her her options. And I talked to her when I went to see her that last day, and she passed. Um, she made her choice. Well, honestly, I think people really do know, and they're just like, "No, I'm good." Well, yeah, it's the same Opt thing. Out of the contract. Eve, Eve made her choice. Eve was like, "Nope, I'm not doing this anymore." No, she chose the good drugs. She chose the good drugs. She chose the good now, drugs. Now, if she could only tell you where she left you the good drugs. Oh, she like told me she's she saved me some for when I see her next. I was like, okay, gotcha. Well, hey, at least you know you got good drugs waiting for you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, well, I guess uh, 
it is quite a lengthy interview with Sister Indica. I guess maybe we should get into it. Yeah. Um, go for a quick break and then we'll jump back into it with Sister Indica. Oh, Full disclosure, we were sick when we recorded this. We really were sick. Like, <laughs> well, you'll hear us mention it to her at some point and she's like, oh my god, you poor babies. Oh, fucking fantastic. <laughs> Uh, well, let's, uh, let's hope it's over. Yeah, no I more mean, it took us. Round. We'll go out on a good note. It took us almost two years to catch the vid, so whatever. Is it? What is it that I found Facebook? It's like that not ha- ha- not getting sick after two years. It's like playing dodgeball and the herd is thinning. Yeah, like we've been, we're the asshole you. who's been like catching the ball and throwing it back and knocking people out <laughs> for two years, and now we just got loped in the face. I know now it's like the the big kid is like, oh really? Flabba! Right in the smacker. The sixth graders came to play. I know. Ugh. <sighs> I hate dodgeball. Oh my god. I actually loved it when I was I'm gonna tell this story quickly before we go because I fucking I changed schools, middle of um elementary school, so grade four I had to go to a new school. And the grade four students were obsessed with fucking dodgeball and it was the only way I could like actually like socialize so I had to play dodgeball and I like got super into it because we used to play in between the portables and um yeah and like there was no jail in behind you were just out like on the sidelines and then someone would bring you back in if they caught it or something but um if the ball bounced off the portable like behind you and hit you you were still out what oh yeah one time we played and like there was like this like um, brick like outdoor foyer into like the entrance of the school and we couldn't play in the back so we were out front and we figured out that we could play dodgeball in this little fucking area and we were whipping balls off like the ceiling and shit at each other it was mean y'all were ricocheting the balls oh yeah we were fucking mean but that's where I grew to love dodgeball because I learned how just it's violent and aggressive and fun and everyone gets into it so it's like there's no it's no harm no foul right like okay like everyone plays the same like intensity so it's not like you can't be like oh fuck you you fucking like not there's not just like one person ricocheting it off walls and shit it's everyone yeah it's it's not like you fucking ruined the game it's like we're all playing the same way yeah we're all assholes (laughs) (laughs) that's fun though i i would have loved playing that way we were just straight out like little kid vanilla rules like you got hit nobody threw it way too hard like the PE teachers are on us because oh, we got some mean ass kids, man. Oh, and it was like we always picked fresh teams every recess. Like there was no set teams. It was always just like you had to pick fresh teams every recess. And that was your team for recess. Like <laughs> so like for no, the long lunch like period, if you got stuck with a shitty team, like you got stuck with a shitty team. <laughs> that sounds like fun though. See that that sounds like fun. There was a lot of honor in it for children. Like <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of like you know what I mean like like this is the rules and then like everything else goes <laughs> oh hey and on that much happier note let's take our break and then let's jump into Sister Indica alright <laughs> <laughs> alright guys enjoy the interview enjoy Hey guys, Matt here. I'm here to talk to you about my personal favorite weed delivery service, Suburbs Canada. 
They have amazing products. They have everything you could possibly need for your marijuana needs. Edibles, concentrates, flowers, even CBD products. I personally love the flower. I order it out all the time. I just got a new order today. Um, so if you actually use our link in the description for the podcast today, you can go on and save yourself some money. And if you use the code BSUPERB, you'll get a free eighth just with your first order. They also give you a free joint every single time you order. How can you go wrong? So the website is suburbscanada.store. That's S-U-P-H-E-R-B-S Canada.store. And go get yourself some fine marijuana products. Only available in Canada. Must be legal age to purchase. Okay, so we are back with the amazing and incomparable Sister Indica. Hello. Hello, welcome back. Thank you for having me back. I love to be a repeat guest. How fun. Thank you for coming back. And you've been a busy beaver. Yes, I have been. That's what happens when you're isolated and have no social life because of a pandemic that's raging the raging across the world so yeah it's led me to be very um introspective and creative as a result which is great well it's given me lots of good stuff to listen to while i smoke weed so i'm okay with this <laughs> perfect <laughs> yeah well, we, we've 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 had you on and talked about Blaze, and you, like we said, you've been writing. You're on what audio film now that you've at least written out? Oh, well, well, okay. So basically, the last time I was on, I believe I was promoting um, Journey to Oblivion, which was part four. Yep. Yes. So in 2021, I decided to do a double feature. So um, because for those who don't know, I really started the show as like an episodic show that was going to have seasons with episodes and you know about 30 minutes episodes each five episodes a season so like two and a half hours of content for each season but then I decided to change track and change everything about the show I've changed it so there's no longer a narrator so it's no longer a narrated show it's very immersive um, but instead of having it be episodic I'm doing them as individual hour-long audio films is what I'm calling them because they're very cinematic in nature, very immersive. And you can really, and I want to be able to tell like a complete story for the most part within an hour. So I totally changed the vibe of the show. So when I was on here last, um, I was getting ready to put out part four, which was the beginning of this new vibe of the show. Um, and then I, I have since released um, part five called Demon Lover, which is in my opinion, so far, my personal favorite in the series. So, so good. Do you like it? Did you? What did you oh, think amazing. about it? What, what did you think so, about it? I I actually was decided to be a good podcaster podcasteress this morning and listen to it again, and um, with my husband because he hadn't listened to it yet. And I was like, "Oh, have you listened to Demon Lover?" He's like, "No." So I was like, "Okay, we're gonna listen to it this morning." So that's what we did this morning, and I was just like fully enveloped in the entire story. Uh, just like the way you edited certain things, like the. Um, when um what is it i wrote i wrote things down so i wouldn't forget because that's the kind of person i am because you're um, a stoner 
Yeah, because all I do, well, and all I did was smoke weed while I listened to it. Um, when Jim calls Rosie and he's on the way to the bookstore, uh huh, with like all the sound and everything and like just that whole thing, I was just like there. I was like in the passenger seat of the vehicle. <laughs> that is the biggest yeah. compliment ever. Thank you. <laughs> like I, yeah, no, I was like, and there was um the scene in the um asylum when they're getting the shock treatment and the people uh -huh. like, behind the glass and you hear like the <laughs> screaming in the background the entire time yeah. Fucking yeah, beautiful. That, has to, that has to be one of my favorite scenes though was it natalie and which is like they're like are they gonna see us do they know where it's like who cares it's double guys no i want them to see us i don't care <laughs> Pop like, the champagne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i you know i just i think it's absolutely the campiest the most ridiculous the most uh the dirtiest the most over the top just complete wackiness like because you know every every season has a kind of a different tone you know i don't i try to i try to change up every season just to have a different kind of emotion to it so it's not always the same it's not always super campy sometimes like with journey to oblivion i i it was i had a spookier i had a very emotional like deep backstory to like the whole what it was what it all meant to me which was all about dealing with grief and dealing with dying and people who have died and dealing with processing your losses so to me like it was all about processing loss it was all about grief which is not very campy and haha -ha hilarious but you know of course i try to work that in but it's just the overall tone was darker and more emotional so i wanted to completely change that with part five and do something completely campy ridiculous just like uh what they uh carol i think actually compared it to pulp like old pulp uh like fiction not the I movie but that. but the style the style of the old style uh, yeah. right just like the, just the ridiculousness the can't oh, over the topness so i really wanted to change the tone completely and do something that was just like that wasn't gonna re wasn't gonna be so taxing emotionally. That was more just gonna be something you can just laugh at and have fun with. I, I personally I listened to Journey on the the train, <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> I love it. No, so, I, yeah, I want to hear I what love, you think, Trish. I love Morgana, Morgana as like the demon, mm -hmm. her possession, and just like that. It's so good the writing the, it, it it's like an, like carol like you said carol said that it's old campy horror that kind of style and like oh i don't think i'll ever get tired of listening to the blaze series well thank you but yes campy horror i yes there's definitely a horror element but it's ridiculous and over the top uh and just fun and so so that's kind of what i've been doing lately in terms of production but behind the scenes while all that's been going on i've just been writing a lot and i've written um part six i've written part seven i've written part eight i'm getting ready to write part nine i've got 10 completely laid out i know exactly how it's gonna go um i've decided that 10 will be the last blazed film in the series um so i'm gonna stop the series at 10 for now i'm sure at one point in the future i'll revive it you know but as of now it's gonna end at 10 audio films um, and then we're gonna go into um, yeah, exactly. I think I think <laughs> I think ten is good. I think ten is fair, you know, for to tell the story I want to tell. Um, but then we're gonna be going into a um, spinoff, which is um, something I've always had in mind and has just been in the back of my mind for a while. So um, 
we're gonna we're gonna go to that. So I have lots and lots planned, lots that I'm working on. Uh, yeah, it's just been very blazed centric in my life these days. Well, I'm not complaining, not at nope, all. Nope, no complaints here either. Yeah, and I just sent the scripts for part six because that's the next one we're going to produce, and it's going to be out on 420, of course, because hello, I'm a pothead, yeah. obviously. So, um, and I always shoot for 420 um, in terms as a release date for things. Like my very first album that I released when I was 20, um, I released it on 420, of course. Like so, it's like I, it's always my day. I shoot to uh, release something, so it's always my target date, but I don't always hit it. So um, uh, 4:20 a.m. Yeah. for our podcast release time. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so, so I'll be doing, uh, so we're, we're going to be getting that. We're going to be starting production soon on part six, which is called Indica's Child and picks right. Oops, sorry, my phone, my microphone fell. Anyway, it, <laughs> it picks up, it picks up right after part five. So it like goes right into, you know, like a few months after part five, it goes right into like the continuation from that story. So, um, very exciting. Uh, Rosie has read it already, and Rosie, at the time, before I did seven and eight, um, at the time I sent it to Rosie, she's like, oh, this is my favorite. This one's my favorite. The story, just the the dialogue, but just the the story that that I'm that that is for that is the story of part six is just um is very good. I can't wait. I can't wait for you to hear it. Rosie and Sister Uh, Indicar getting ready to kick some ass. I know. It's got it, it's got suspense, it's got backstabbing, it's got I mean, it's got just all kinds of shit. It's very exciting. Kidnappings, all that kind of fun stuff. I'm going to come right on this podcast if you keep this okay. up. <laughs> It's uh, so disgusting. To quote Lady Buddy, I'm just going to come right here. Um, don't mind me. <laughs> yeah, so I just sent the scripts out. So we're going to, you know, do our read through and then we'll do our, um, I'll schedule all the recording sessions and I'll get everyone recorded and then edited and then have it out um, for, for 420. But before I release it, I do plan on doing a screening, quote unquote, screening of Demon Lover on Twitch. Which, so, but have it be close to the, you know, maybe sometime in March. That way I can show like a little teaser for part six, like after we do our Q&A for um, Demon Lover. So just get people excited for it, like having it come out imminently, maybe even at the beginning of um, April, just to have it like, you know, right around the corner to promote it and kind of do both, promote five, five and promote six at the same time. So that's my plan. I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, so yeah, that's what solitude and um, just having absolutely, again, having zero social life. That's what it's done to me. <laughs> but like, is having zero social life the worst thing? Like, I personally am kind of enjoying it. Well, I mean, I'm, I've always been a very solitary person, even though I have a partner, you know, so I guess I'm a, you know, we're alone together all the time but I've just always been a very lone wolf kind of person so I'll have a small group of friends but they're usually not near me because <laughs> I move around so much and live in so many different places all the time so I'm, I'm used to having friends that aren't anywhere near me geographically so so it, in one hand yeah it's fine and I'm used to it but on the other hand 
there are so many things I like to do that involve being around other people that I can't do and that bothers me, like concerts or even being inside of a restaurant or, you know, like going to a bar. I, can't, I haven't been to yeah. a bar. You know, I don't go to bars anymore, which my entire drag was related to me going to bars and clubs and stuff like that. So since I can't do that, that means I'm not doing drag like that. So like that was a big part of my social life too. So, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's I, I get the having the friends everywhere else, but where you are thing. Cause like, mm -hmm. I, I don't live where I grew up. And then right. even a lot of my friends that are where I grew up don't live there anymore. They live like across the world. Um, so yeah, like sometimes you're like, oh my God, the show's here and I really want to go see it. My husband's like, no. <laughs> Yeah. It's not his scene. Right. What about you, Trish? Are you where you grew up? Um, I'm actually, um, I know because I moved 30 minutes away, but I'm still <laughs> in the same area. I'm just a bitter, bitter person, so I have no friends. Oh, okay. Just because you're an asshole. I'm just an ass, yeah. Matt's okay. the only, Matt and Bianca and Carol are the only, and you are the only ones that put up with me, so okay. Well, see, that's what th yeah, that's that's kind of a similar situation with me too. That you know, if you're near me, I think, I think being around me burns people out very quickly. <laughs> like almost like being <laughs> being around a nuclear reactor, you know, kind of like will just kill you if you are in too close proximity for too too long. So yeah, yeah, people sickness. can only hand people can only handle me in very small doses when it comes to being around me physically. But when it's 3,000 miles away, very, very easy to maintain a relationship with me. Absolutely. That's why I love like the Zoom bingos I do. Because it's just like, everyone's there on Zoom. We're only going to spend like an hour or two together and then they don't have to deal with me anymore. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so that, yeah, I'm very, I'm very built for this world. But, you know, I think if, if it was my choice, it would be one thing. Like, I, you know, I choosy not to go to bars anymore, or I'm choosing not to go to con. If it was my choice, I think that's different. But since I'm, since I'm being bossed around, I think that pisses me off because I have an issue with authority. So that kind of is more like I think that's really what what's what's getting to me emotionally is that I'm not in control. Yeah. Well, currently, Mother Nature is bossing me around. I know we talked about weather before with you, but like I'm like we're just getting this shit kicked out of us with cold and snow I'm over it. Well, I mean, that's what you get for living in Canada. I mean, like, is there anywhere that is there's no snow in? I mean, Canada is so far north that you um, can't escape it anywhere. So like, BC, like the lower mainland and like the Vancouver Island and that kind of like area, you can some like sometimes escape it, but yeah, right I now, guess it's because it's because it's like snow. Yeah, it's still, you know, kind of, that's my climate in a way, you know, yeah. the Pacific it's Northwest climate. So yeah, there is that, I don't know what it is about this area that makes that happen. Like that's, that's, you know, I don't know what it is about the area, but I just, cause again, like if you look at, you know, longitude, we're not, or no latitude, it, we're probably in a similar latitude to Boston, mm -hmm. but our weather is nothing like Boston's weather. It's so, so it's, I love that. I love that. I, yeah. I just think that's so cool. It's just so different, but it's on the same latitude. Well, as someone who grew up on the East Coast, it, it's hateful for winter. Um, where in the East Coast? Was it Nova Scotia? <laughs> no, I grew up in Toronto. Toronto? Yeah. 
That's not considered. Is that considered the East Coast in Canada? Yeah, kind of. Yes. Yeah. So really? Like, yeah, because okay. like they don't really want to be central either, because like central's Manitoba and Saskatchewan, and like they don't even want to be them. So. So is central <laughs> your guys's version of the Midwest? Yes. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I'm from I'm from Detroit, which is not too far from from Toronto. It's a five hour drive, I think, something like that. Yeah. Um, but we're in the same zone, basically. So we always the same we bullshit. always yeah we always considered it we always considered it um midwest even though it was so far east but kind of still close enough to the west you know or the midwest like idaho it's, and it's funny wisconsin and shit that are connected can consider themselves so different <laughs> like Sorry. differently orientated in the like in the like northeast southwest position i know <laughs> Because I like I went to I went to college in Boston and that's the East Coast. Like to me, oh, if yeah. it's e- anything, if it's if you live in the East Coast, it is a true like coastal state. Otherwise, I don't know what I would call it. Yeah, like Ontario is hard to classify because like even like Quebec- Pennsylvania, but like Pennsylvania, what do you consider Pennsylvania? Like is that yeah. East Coast or is that I don't know? Is that the Mid East? I don't like- know. <laughs> I don't know. We need to start this new thing called the Mideast, and it'll be like um, Michigan, Ontario, Quebec, like yeah. Pennsylvania, like that little thing there, and that'll be the Mideast. I agree. It needs something. It's just like it's like a, it's the Generation yeah. X of America. It's like it's not completely. The there's no. It's just. It's just. You know, America. has no identity. Right. It's just <laughs> land that's named. That's it. Like, that's all we've gotten to. We haven't done anything further with it. Right. Just completely <laughs> ignored it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, lo- that, that's I where I am story. right now. Emotional. Emotionally just, you know, isolated. <laughs> getting sick and tired of it. Because at first, I'm like, okay, I can handle this for... No, at first it was like, we're going to lock down for two weeks or whatever it was. I'm like, yeah. you know, I can handle this for a month. It's a nice break. Mm-hmm. Cause then I don't have to lie to be like, if someone's like, Hey, you want to do something? You want to do something? And normally I would, cause I'm introverted. We'd be like, Oh no, I'm busy. Or I have to think up of a reason with the reason really being plan. <laughs> the reason really being that I just am not emotionally capable of it. Or, you know, like I, my, I'm too much of an introvert that it's like, it's uh, causing anxiety for me. So I have to like give a reason to like get out of stuff. But then that was what was nice about it. It was like, oh, I don't have to give a reason anymore. You know, obviously we're all, you know, you get it where it's a pandemic. Yeah. Of course I can't go out. But after two years, like it's been, it's just gone on too long. So it's starting to really bug me. Me and my husband are yeah. like constantly quoting restrictions still. Like, no, we can't come to your gathering because it's illegal. <laughs> I, you can say something's illegal and knock it out that's i wish that was like that in florida i had to go to a family event on christmas day and i'm like but but covid too many people no don't want to come on like mm. finally that, i had to go see that is such a that 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 is one of the rare times that i'm like really happy that most of my family is dead is because I don't have to worry about that. I don't have any familial like obligations. I just have like my brother and sister well, basically left. So it's like, and they have their own families and lives. So it's not like we're bothering each other to like come 
to family gatherings. It's like, yeah. we're just like, we text message, Merry Christmas, yeah. Merry Christmas. Okay, bye. <laughs> I was just gonna yeah. say with my sister and my dad, it's just like, hey, Merry Christmas. And I do it like a few days before because they know I hate Christmas and I just want to like shut down and ignore everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, these are, and the thing is like, at least in the Latin community, we do, we have, um, I guess these play cousins or play family like you yeah yeah up with these yeah that's who i what that's my family my play family these are my cousins i'm like but i don't want to drive an hour to plantation and go see you right i'm happy being here we have white trash has play cousins and play yep. family too because like that. yeah yeah like if most of the time if i'm referring to someone that's my cousin or my aunt 90% of the time I'm referring to these people that are not physically related to me. Right. But I was just raised with them and we were we just felt like family and we called ourselves family. But yeah, if you were to te- get technical, no, they're not technically related to me. But yeah, I have a th- most of my family is like that actually. Some yeah. are better than your actual family. Like I, I oh, yeah. to be this that's, person, that's but true. like I have like an aunt um let, let's just change the names i have an aunt sheila and an uncle devin and they are better family to me than and they're not family to me by the way but they are better family to me growing up than my actual family yeah <laughs> no i had the same exact thing that's um we had this family that was just like very close to my grandma like they, my grandma was friends with these people and so then my mom got to know them because of my of my grandma and then you know, I just grew up around them. And I didn't really grow up hanging out with my mom's actual family. Like she has all these brothers and sisters, but they're they're not like super close where they were always together or anything like that. So these were the people that I, those were the aunts and cousins I hung out with and grew up with were these people who are not blood related to me. <laughs> so yeah, they're actually more family to me than people who are biologically my family that I have no emotional don't even know them wouldn't even tell you couldn't even tell you their names or their kids my cousins names like I don't I don't, I don't know them yeah I'm, because we just never hung out with them and so dejected from like my family that I have like alive still like my mom's passed away um a bunch of people on my mom's side of the family are alive but we don't talk anymore at all so that's cool um, everyone on my dad's side of the family is essentially in Germany or dead. Oh. So like I have the luxury of just having to like talk to my father occasionally and talk to my sister. Yeah, most of my mom, my my parents are one of 10 siblings each. Oh, Jesus. So it's, well, this is in the 1930s. How did they find time to nourish themselves? <laughs> my mom, my Wait. mom had nine brothers and sisters. Yeah. Like, how, how do you they, time to eat with that much sex and child rearing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're just well, hungry yeah. and sleep deprived. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I think it's what it was. Well, and like but, it's yeah. with grandparents that are like the grandmother is like literally always pregnant. Right? Like, you know, they have like the kids are probably, especially in your family too. Like, I'm sure they're like 18 months apart. Or something, you know, like they're, they're like, they're, yeah, they're about 18 to 24 months apart, all of them. Yeah, they're like, they're just in succession. You are the most like fertile after you give birth, right? And, and no like, one believes that. It's like, no, 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 you, no, 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 you take a break. Well, what yeah, about they, your, what about your family, your family's background? Like, what did your, um, your mother and father's families do, like for work? Um, 
Uh, my dad. Um, Not you, Trish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Cuba, they owned farms. Okay, I was about to say, because my mom's father was a farmer and they had a lot of kids because they needed, needed people to work the farms. Yes. Yeah, so it's like, that's just good my, business. Right. My, that's mom, what <laughs> my mom passed away about four months ago and oh. she would always love to say, you know, um, that they were one of the richest families in their little village because they'd have, they were the first ones to have a color TV. They had a house with indoor plumbing and electricity, right. but it's like, well, you had 10 kids. You know, you got it eventually, but reality is, like you said, they needed the workers. Yeah. That's like, that's just like really smart business. It's like, you know what? I don't need, a, I need, don't, don't need an actual basketball team. I just need them to work. Right. Exactly. So I can feed you have to them. pay them. Don't to pay them. Exactly. But you pay them in food and love and like, edu- you know what I mean? All that like well, stuff that you do for a child. Yeah, well, it, well worked, it worked out great for my because there were 10 kids and three girls out of 10. So they had seven boys to work the farm. Wow. Yeah. That's how my, my mom was similar. Like she had a lot of brothers. So, but she, they, they made the girls work too. The girls in my family are very, very tough women. <laughs> the, yeah. Like my, scary. No, not scary. I mean, they could be. They could definitely frighten you. Yes, but they're just incredibly, they're incredibly strong and, and unassumingly so. Like I have an aunt that's just very thin and you would think, you know, she's just this thin, this, this small, thin woman, but she is incredibly strong. These are just very, you know, powerful, just women. powerful women. Yeah, for sure. No oh weak women goodness. at all. No, they're these, these farm Mm-hmm. Our girls and our like force of freaking nature. Yeah, you have to be. They're just tough. Even really if it's just tough. like, even if it's just emotionally tough, like you know, having to like just having that kind of um, intense, strict upbringing where you were, you know, had so many, you know, you had you were responsible to, for not just keeping the household going, but the job that was bringing in the money. Yeah, like this is what your how your family lived. So it's just, it's different than like a kid that, you know, doesn't, maybe has a small part-time job in their teens. That's just for spending money. It's just a, it's different when it is why your family eats. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Different work ethic. It's a work ethic thing. Oh, absolutely. um, Yeah. And that's what I am grateful for that, that they instilled because they both said both sides of my parents had a farm and were these hardworking country folk. Mm-hmm. I got that work ethic. Yeah, for sure. Me too. And I th- and that is actually um, one of the cast of Blazed. At one- we were just at a event doing something totally different, and she came up to me and she's like, "You know what? I just want to say I really admire your work ethic." And it's honestly the best compliment anyone's ever given to me because, it, <laughs> like, because again, I'm from like farm stock, so like. You know, to me, that's a compliment, my work ethic. I'm German, farm people. So it's like, you know, of course, that would be something that would, that's a compliment to me is about my work ethic. But yeah, well, that was the nicest thing anyone ever said to me. Yeah. I, I can tell you with like where I grew up and how, cause like I grew up in the city. So like definitely different. <laughs> and like, I've been around a lot of people who are raised in the country. Like my husband was raised on farms. Mm-hmm. And like I, I'm fortunate that like my dad 
had to have a really good work ethic to work it because like he started a, a janitor in his company and then like worked his way up um so like fortunately if he hadn't have done that i would just be some like fucked city kid because mm-hmm. i know so many people that are just like they have they have no work ethic or they're just like fucked like a bag floating in the wind in life uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure you have too much you have too much access in the city you get spoiled with shit way too early on well i think it depends on your age as well you know because <clears throat> i grew up between the city and country kind of back and forth back and forth all throughout my childhood and adolescence mm-hmm. we just we moved around a lot but it was basically just going from one to the other and and it was before the internet it was before cell phones it was before you know so mm-hmm. i mean when i lived in the country i literally had nothing to do nothing what either watch tv or that's it like that's the only yeah. thing that that was like of entertainment so i had to you know create my own entertainment which is you know going down to the creek you know walking through the walking through the cornfields like you just make up your it's like you have to have an imagination you have to develop an imagination but if you're this age now you know growing up in the country well you have an escape into the you can have a whole world yeah you You can have you you can have a whole world that without even leaving your bedroom that you have access to so you know, it's almost yeah. leveled the playing field between a city kid and a country kid. They're both online right now. Yeah. They're Which both on bullshit. TikTok. Like, <laughs> That's all my husband told me this great story, and um, I pray that she never listens to this podcast. But um, his sister one time uh, had the great idea to, uh, she's going to take the car for a drive. <laughs> and uh, so she like uh, popped it at a, like popped in a neutral and it went down the hill. And like right across the road at the bottom of the driveway. <laughs> How old was she? Uh, they were like straight up children. Like she could oh, not reach the pedals. Like children. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, that's the kind of shit they used to get up into in the country. Like they used to just do like whatever they, you know what I mean? Like whatever they could find, whatever their imaginations could yeah. figure the fuck out while they were outside or inside or whatever. Because like they had a super like Christian upbringing. So like uh-huh. they weren't allowed to watch a lot of movies or TV. Right, so you had to develop an imagination. Yeah, so they had to do crazy shit. Like, his sister steal the car. Uh. <laughs> well, and, and and I noticed too, just as just someone who's a, an artist, that like, I'm my most creative when I'm not being distracted by like technology or, you know, like, yes. if I, you know, like, if I don't, if like, I know that especially when I was doing a podcast like this, where I was talking about certain topics and stuff like that, I know that when I'm on like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, like basically I'm, I'm giving away a lot of the stuff I could be talking about on my show. It's like, you know, it's like I'm talking about it there. And then it's like, if, if I didn't have that, I would store all that up and have more content to share on my podcast. So it's a similar thing to like with, with writing or whatever. It's like, when you don't have that, you're more creative. So I'm wondering for the young artists that are coming up right now, how much more creative they would be if they didn't have that like that just that tether to social media maybe they don't even they don't even understand how it is impacting their creativity like they could be a thousand times more creative if they didn't have that because they would have to develop an imagination outside of stuff being given to them yeah i like for my creative stuff like obviously for this show like we watch 
programming for content, right? Like to talk about for content, right? Because we enjoy it. Um, like Dragula, we just did a watch along for Dragula because we're obsessed. Mm -hmm. um, but like in terms of like when I'm doing like my art and stuff like that, if I have any type of media on, it's gonna be something like music that I've heard a thousand fucking times over or a TV show I've watched to death. Right, so it's almost yeah, like white noise. Yeah, it doesn't stimulate exactly. me at all. It doesn't stimulate yeah. me at all. It doesn't take me out of what I'm doing. It's just yeah. dead noise. Yeah, it just helps focus. Yeah. Yeah, like when I write, like if I sit down to write, like I I listen to like ambient music. Like I used to listen to like um, opera. I would listen to like, especially to Tosca was what I wrote the first few blazed iterations too. It was all written to opera. Oh. But then starting with four, I'm like, you know what? I want something even more just like, that's just basically white noise that it's just sounds just yeah. to like help me zone out. So I'll just listen to that. Like um, just this ambient synth music. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it just totally, it's, it just totally like blanks my mind out. Basically. It just allows me to just completely just get lost but yeah, i'm old I, i'm old i can access that place because that's a place i i it's like muscle memory it's like i i developed that as a child that ability to like you know go off into this own this other world that i can go into my mind you know i mm -hmm. really worked at it as a child so that i just worry as you know as an old person that looks at the young kids these days i'm like i just look i'm like oh if if you if you only knew that yeah. this is just sapping you of your potential creativity or or just really it's just you know dampening it in some ways but i guess maybe maybe the flip side is their creativity is expressed in different ways now it is more of a technological expression so maybe in a way it's you know yeah. helping them be very talented video editors or whatever or audio engineers or whatever the case may be holy shit the amount of times i've gotten in a drag and haven't taken any pictures I can't count. Sometimes I just get into drag and sit around the house. <laughs> well, that's because you've only been doing drag for two months or whatever. Oh no, I only do like <laughs> I only do the comfortable parts of drag. So like, right, of course. You know what I mean? Like face, a comfortable outfit. Like you know what right, I mean? Right, like right, I'm not right, right, right. padding and everything on. Like it's just like comfortable drag. Like for New Year's Eve, I just did like comfortable drag. Trish saw it was just like a wig and a dress. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like, yeah, sometimes I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> Well, I, I've even gotten to the point that I'm just like, I haven't gotten into, I mean, the last time I got into quote unquote drag was when we did the journey to oblivion premiere thing on Twitch. And I only did my eyes and basically threw a turban on, on a robe. I didn't even put, barely put on makeup just because you I was just, gorgeous. It's fine. well, thank you. But it was just like, I could not, I could not summon the energy and I haven't, that's that was in September. So I, I haven't makeup hasn't touched my face up since September. And I am really trying to summon the interest. And, you know, I'm just I'm just not there right now. The, the first time and since I started doing drag in 2000, the very beginning of 2009. So since 2009, I have been going strong doing drag very either weekly than every other week. Then, you know, maybe got to a point where I was doing it monthly. And then, you know, COVID threw my whole schedule off. And then it became to the part now where I'm like, can I can I find the energy to do it four times a year? <laughs> like, can, I, can I do it? Can I find the energy to do this quarterly? Um, but a friend of mine um, 
who knows? I've been kind of, we've been kind of talking just privately about, you know, I've just been like, oh, I just don't have the interest. I don't know if I'm done with drag. I don't, I know that I'm not done, but like, I don't know when I'll, I just don't know if I'll ever have the interest again. I just can't. Leave of absence. Right. Like I can't imagine that I'd have the interest again. And he's like, well, how about we do something like where it's almost like a podcast, but it's us just both because he's a drag queen as well. It's just us both getting in face. We're both painting, getting in face and just basically like we would do if we were, you know, because I've known him for so many years, especially knowing I met him in L.A. Um, we He would paint at my house. And so Work. we would just sit there and bullshit for like the whole time, you know, the whole time we're getting ready. We're just talking and just it's that behind the scenes back of the house drag banter that happens when people are getting ready for a show or getting ready to go out. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? That that does appeal to me. I, I do like the idea of that. And he's like, oh, we'll do like six episodes. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hold on. Nah. Let's just <laughs> let's just do let's just do one. And then I'll see if I if it if it resonates with me and I want to commit to doing more. But I don't want to overcommit myself. So let me just let's just see how one goes. So when that when that when that happens, I will let you guys know. But that would probably yeah. be. That would probably be one thing that would keep me consistently getting in drag. If I do enjoy doing that, that would be like the only thing that I think that could get me to bother doing it. It takes so much energy. It does. It does. Makeup. Yeah, but like, but but then like, yeah, because Makeup, it takes- and then you have to be a persona when it's on and then- Right, it's like by the time- on and fun and your character and- oh. Right. You know, so by the time it's like, I'm done getting ready, I'm sick, I'm over it. So in a way, that's the perfect kind of show for me because it's all about getting ready. Yeah. And then and then at the end, we'll have our final looks. Getting ready is the and then, and then that's it. You know, you'll see the whole process and we'll talk about, of course, what we're doing and sharing makeup techniques and tricks because he's a makeup artist. Um, so we'll both be sharing different techniques, different products, all that kind of stuff, but it will mostly be just us bullshitting and talking shit. So, so um, keep that on your radar that it is coming. At least the first, at least one will be coming in the near future. So be prepared to mark my calendar. Yeah. My evil calendar. <laughs> I don't even know how that calendar ended up in your house. Okay, so my mother-in-law, who passed away in August, always buys us, like, one of those, like, you know, like, big paper desk calendars? Yeah. So we like those because we can, like, write in the boxes and, like, be organized. Yeah, they're fucking fantastic. Total, like, total thing of my generation. Don't give a fuck. Um, So anyways, we realized after the, like, on January 1st, I was like, so shit, your mom usually gets us this. We don't have this calendar and we had shit to write on it. So I was like, okay, let's try and find one. So for like the same price as one of those paper calendars, I found a dry erase one. I was like, oh my uh, God, then then we don't have to waste paper. We can be like, you know, earth conscious at least yes. with our dry erase. And yeah, but the fucking weekday, the weekends are at the end. So literally the last two days are Saturday, Sunday, and it is the most confusing shit ever. I hate it. It drove me crazy. It was designed by a monster. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. So are you going to take acetone to it and rename, relabel it? I tried. There's a layer of something over top of it that I can't get through. Masking tape. Put masking tape over it or something. I'm going to. I'm going to get like clear labels or something and change yes. the days. I don't care. I'm going to change the days. I refuse to let this calendar win. Yeah, it's that's awful. 
But my, my entire life is live, is based off calendars. Like I live my life in a calendar and I also um, do ev- all my chores, everything I plan is on dry erase boards. Yes. But we, ha- we have dry erase boards that are, um, that you just use water. Okay. To wipe it off. I like that. Instead okay. of, yeah, instead of that ink, that's like kind of, it will sometimes stay behind and stain the board, you know? Yeah. Um, but this is just water. So I just like spray a little, I put a little water on a little paper towel and just wipe it all completely clean. Game changer. That sounds oh, fabulous. I'm like crazy with the chemicals. It's, I bought like yeah, the game changer calendar, but I use like all the aggressive chemicals. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's just easier to remove. It's just so wonderful. Like, yeah. you know, you can remove it easily with, you don't need like a special like thing to markers. It. Yeah, it's a different ink. Okay, but it's just it's just the water, the one that you can remove with water. Oh, it's amazing! I'll have to look for those. Yeah, they're fantastic. You'll love it. It's so much easier to remove. Oh, that sounds lovely. Because yeah, like I have rubbing alcohol. Exactly. But I have rubbing alcohol for drag. I have rubbing alcohol for cleaning my bong. I have it yeah. for various reasons. So well, <laughs> well, I know, I know, but it's just trust me. It's just. It's so much easier than not having to, you know, use a, a unique. Like you could just get this out of the sink. Yeah. Well, I have a because yeah, I have a spray bottle of water for the cats. So. Or right. also, also something you can do is you could like take it out. You could like spray it down. Like you can like with a hose, you know, like or but <laughs> you know, like you can take it and spray it down, and all the ink will come off. You know, so, oh. so you could so you could do it oh, real like quickly. One of those kitchen hoses. Yeah, exactly. From your faucet, just take it and just oh. spray it down. That's what we do. Like we'll just we'll spray it down, and boom, it's completely clean in a second. Instead of having to get the rubbing alcohol and you know rub it off, fuck that. Run mine through the dishwasher, probably. <laughs> just run the whole calendar through the dishwasher. Will it fit in the dishwasher? Um, I'll make it fit. I mean, it'll probably That's ruin it. Asking. It'll probably ruin it, but it's just you know, I mean, just rinse it off in the sink. You don't need the dishwasher. Uh, I'm actually <laughs> so stingy Byron? about what I'll put in the dishwasher because me and Byron don't understand why sex toys are like, put in the dishwasher. We're like, but then you wash your things that you eat off of in there. I know. Like, why? It uh, doesn't need to be dishwasher, dishwasher safe. <laughs> I need two dishwashers, one for my sex toys, one for my food dishes. Like, You can get these... Um, you can get very small because this is what I have because I don't have a dishwasher in this new place that I'm at. Um, and we got like very countertop we, ones. Yes, I got a countertop They're so one. So cute. They're it is so cute. cute. Oh my it is God. so cute. That's it's adorable. so so easy to run. I I am. It's at one. It's running as we speak. It's like four times uh, the size of an easy bake oven, and they're cute as fuck. Super cute, but it's mostly because we want to be able to like sanitize our cutlery our glasses you know the plates that we use you know i'm washing every like the pan stuff by hand but like the stuff we eat off of and stuff we eat with like that way it really just it just really cleans it like more so than you can do with just you know by hand like really sanitizes the hell out of it but that would be per that would be perfect for your sex toys yeah you can't use hot water hot enough to like as the dishwasher with your hands to wash dishes. Like you cannot no. do that. It's going to burn no. your hands off. Right. Exactly. So it's so fantastic. Like, yeah, I love I it. Love. It, it works so well. It is just so easy to, to use. It's, it's fantastic. I can't say enough nice things about it. It is the new air fryer. The new air I've, fryer. Yeah. It's fine. It's the I new have, air fryer. I'm so old fashioned. I, I love doing saw. things with my oven. 
I just saw a, like a countertop dishwasher for the first time the other day while I was um, going through Amazon. Yeah. Looking for them. Amazon. Like, yeah. They're selling them now. Shit. That's where I got mine. Look, I, you, can I, get, you can get a sex toy and the machine to wash them in all in one place. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, we only shop pretty much exclusively through Amazon. I had a fight with them and I won't use them anymore. Listen, you know, I you have my menorah late and I called them anti-Semitic. Listen, listen, lady, you have to, you have to pick your battles and you really, you're, you're, you're only cutting your own nose off to spite your face. You're not hurting them. You're hurting yourself. No, because I'm with your, master with your constant shopping everywhere else. So with like, your con- constant free shipping with your prime account. No, I do. Now I do um, free curbside pickup everywhere. That's my new addiction. Yeah, but then you curbside have to go pickup. get it. But then you have to go get it. Yeah, but no. I don't leave the house unless I go for a curbside pickup with my husband. So it's the only time I leave. It's the perfect situation for me. I leave it's maybe like a dog. once every two weeks and I'm good. <laughs> like I got a dog to make me take go outside and get fresh air. So I have to take them for a walk. I, I got a dog to get me outdoors. And this and is your cats. dog. I'm a lesbian. I have five dog? cats. <laughs> yeah, I have five cats. So we got a How three-legged cat. Norman? My little Norman, his he's very well. He's actually here right now. He just jumped up on the bed. My sweet baby. My sweet baby. <laughs> doing very he is good. So adorable. He's doing very good. And and um Big Mel had commented on a picture of him the other day that she likes his little head. And I just want Big Mel to know that Norman says he he likes your little tits. <gasps> wow. We have a have a straight up battle starting here. This yeah. is a beef starting right here. Just letting you know, Big Mel, that's what Norman said. Wow. Wow. The, just so everyone knows, the Big Mel Norman beef started here first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got the scoop. Yeah, yeah, we scooped that. Yeah, he didn't want me to put it in writing. He wanted me to say it. He's like, I want this forever recorded and released on audio format. He wants it to be known. Yeah. Every, he's like, I want two years from now someone to listen to this and know. Yeah. I think she has small tits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what we think. Norman is oh, I mean, Norman. I thinks. see where he learned it from, though. I, he's around <laughs> you too much entirely. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. I ruined him. Well, look who Norman's, Norman's parents are. I'm sure no wonder he has that cute little snarky remark. Yes. Especially, yeah, his daddy is way worse than me. <laughs> his daddy oh, is ten times... My, my, my partner is a hundred times shadier than me, so... Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised that Norman picked that up. I mean, animals are like their owners, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of my animals are shady as fuck. So they also don't listen. So I'm just what trying to say about mine that mine are crazy. You know what it says. Yeah, you know what it says. You just want us to say it. <laughs> oh, I know I'm not. I know I'm not. I just have I have a dog, a cat dog. You have the weirdest it, it, dog. I have the weirdest dog. I do. Hides in the weirdest fucking places. Trisha's Facebook is just a collection of weird places her dog hides. <laughs> it's just like like you could just like make a coffee table book of like this chihuahua hiding in weird places with the pictures on her Facebook. <laughs> oh, I'm not talking about that chihuahua. I have three, mind you. I have three little freaking ankle biters. This is coming from someone who's four foot nine. I love them. They are. I wasn't sure how I would like a Chihuahua, you know, because I'm 
they just have bad reputations of being you know annoying or whatever but yeah if you have one i think then people understand just how lovable they are so it's you know it's so sweet they're so lovable they're so like cuddly and they're the sweetest dogs they're so sweet they're just very uh protective of their of their parents and right you know rightfully so i like that i have someone that has my back Yes, they are overly protective of their person. I learned that I love from my it. mom's chihuahua. My mom had a chihuahua and that thing fucking hated me. Like hated me. If I got too close to it, it like snarled and growled or it would run away and poop. I bet she talked a lot of <laughs> shit about you. No, I think it just knew I was competition. Mm-hmm. Me and my mom were tight. <sighs> I was there before the chihuahua, I was just jealous. That was a boxer uh, we had. Oh, the boxer, boxer. My mom was. My mom was close to the. Was, my mom's always loved that. Used to love animals, and she always had a dog. Somehow, when they adopted me, the boxer turned on my mom and bit her. <gasps> it was jealous. It got jealous. It got bit jealous. my mom. And then that thing went out. I bet it was like, uh this is my person. And then all of a sudden, they were like, uh-uh, we are not your people anymore. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you give him the boot? Uh, he, we put him down. Yeah, started being aggressive with our neighbor too. Yeah, sometimes Apparently, if they like have an aggressive snap, they like there's no coming back. Yeah, I think it was just something happened that it turned. Um, my, I always say it was because of me, but it was just something that it turned on my mom, and then it turned on our neighbor. And it almost bit the neighbor. So once it almost bit it, we're like, nope. Yeah, no. Sometimes large, go, unfortunately. Sometimes large breed dogs get like their brains get bigger than their skulls technically. So like they end up having like aggression issues in their old age. I'm just terrified that Norman's gonna turn against me one day. It's not usually happened with small it's more of like a fucked up inbreeding with like large dogs. So like um it's like a common thing with like boxers and stuff like that, things that have been like bred to have incredibly poor genetics to begin with I've, I've done a lot of readings Dalmatians on actually turn I've done a lot of readings on chihuahuas and usually like even if they get senile it's just they get scared of their own shadow yeah my, my mom's was like uh, I, I kept asking my dad to put that poor thing down because my mom had already passed away and the chihuahua was like fucking forever old and was scared of everything like everything like all it wanted was my dad i was like can you just like fucking put this thing down like it has no quality of life no offense to my dad but like well no i mean that's that's what it all boils down to it's you know when you come home to visit and you're like okay i feel so bad for this fucking dog even though it hates me (laughs) yeah there's a quality of life issue if you don't like the animal and then you feel bad for it oh i felt so bad for that fucking thing yeah, I mean, if I if I sense that, I'm just so scared. If I sense that any of my animals are their quality of life is is being affected, I immediately I'm like, okay, goodbye. Like I'm gonna put you down. Yeah. I'm not gonna let them suffer just for my own selfish uh, need for them to be in my life. I don't have that quality at all because I just I think it's I think when I see people doing that, like just drag on an animal's life it's and I used to do a lot of stuff in LA where my partner and I would um 
take care of special needs animals like you know like ones foster? that not no 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 but like um let's say someone has an animal that is fed through a feeding tube in their neck because they have a tracheotomy or whatever um then and they want to go on vacation for two weeks well someone okay. needs to be able to feed this dog you know through this feeding tube and you know this kind of stuff yeah. so we or hey this cat has cancer and is paralyzed in their back legs and they need someone to um basically make the animal go pee and poop <laughs> because it's paralyzed and has to have oh. that happen manually um but i have to go to a conference for a week you know so it's like i need who's going to do that who what kind of what kind of yeah, like you need someone who what kind of actually... kind of cat or dog sitter are you going to get that's going to also administer drugs or medications or yeah, yeah. feed them through it like insulin right feed them through a tube or, yeah yeah like all these types of things so we that oh, was like a little your heart it was a little <laughs> side hustle it was our little side hustle was doing that so i saw a lot of animals that i'm just like wow like people do a lot of crazy shit you're i mean and and, and they think they're doing the right thing like you know hey uh my cat has cancer i'm gonna get them chemo and radiation oh. and all that stuff it's like you think you're doing them a favor but you're not you're not really thinking about their quality of life you're thinking about how sad you'll be if they're not in your life anymore and yeah we're just not built like that so you know i just it breaks I, my heart just it breaks my heart ears tattooed for identification i got the tattoo yeah so up okay so like in ontario i never heard of it where i grew up but here in alberta they fucking tattoo the ears i've never heard of that <laughs> so fucking I, we don't like, do that down here yeah so i took in my like my two cats that i got at one point to get um, neutered and they were like okay so it's we're gonna tattoo for free or it's twenty dollars each for the microchip and i was like you're not fucking tattooing my cats they were like okay and well it's the extra fee for the microchip i was like yeah i'll fucking pay it i don't care because like my cats don't understand why their ears itchy well can you can you get them tramp can you get them a tramp stamp instead <laughs> no they just tattoo it's free the ear. they tattoo the ear while they're out i'm like that is so fucking not cool like that I mean, is like, borderline animal abuse. I like my cat wants a dolphin, right? Her like, lower my back. cat wants my cat wants <laughs> three little stars in his left ear. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Oh and if they're not God. pink, I'm suing. <laughs> I think now what is it? The last the last dog I got has a permanent mark um, from when he got neutered. Wow. They tattooed my so, three-legged cat's ear, and I'm never gonna forgive myself for it, even though I had nothing to do with it. Maybe? I want to get. I'm gonna go to Calgary just so that I can get my cat a tramp stamp tattoo and see if. They, well, they throw in a, a, a jasmine too. Like <laughs> <laughs> butter really nicely and slip a person a fifty. Yeah. I'm sure you can get the jasmine. <laughs> I think butter would rock both. What would butter get? A dolphin. Oh my God. Yeah, she absolutely would. She'd get a dolphin on her lower back, and then she would want to get um vajazzled. Oh my god. See, like now you you know what? Now you now I'm gonna be trying to fucking stick rhinestones to my cat today. Can you? you do? I have okay, so like I have regressed so far back to fucking childhood because of COVID and like right. not working and shit that like so like we went out and got Furbies to scare the cats off the counter, but also because like you wanted them. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. full disclosure. Yeah, I wanted them. I've been building Lego sets 
because I wanted them. <laughs> I had my dad ship me all my vintage Harry Potter Lego from like the original before we knew JK Rowling was a fucking skag. Um, he shipped me all that out and I built that all. I love it. Yeah, I've just been like, yeah, I found up, I've been finding like stupid things at thrift stores. <laughs> I love it though because you, like like we've discovered our love for um Uno. Oh yes. I love Uno. I love Uno. It's so and we much bought fun. we bought two brand new Uno decks. One is a gay one, it's like rainbow one, and then another one yes. is like this minimalistic one or whatever that hasn't come yet, but we just got the gay one. And so I'm like so excited. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to play Uno tonight. Have no, this is this the... is this is what is done to us. This is Have what you played the yeah. super isolation. Uno? Y'all are playing like games. I'm over cards. here learning how to knit. I'm learning over. I'm here learning how to knit. I oh, love that. Fun. Like, it I mean, where fun. where are you in your knitting journey? Like, what are well, what are I you can, able I to can do? I knit a blanket. I can knit a blanket. And honestly, that's all you need to learn yeah. how to knit. Like, survival. You know, oh, if you can, right? Yeah, if you can learn how to, if you can do a blanket, like to me, that's all I want to know how to do. I just want to make blankets. You can make are you doing like shade in the summer? Are you doing like complex? patterns or is it just like what i i can do like, like the basic crop like the basic stitch i can do a, a scarf and a blanket the blanket i want to try to do is going to be multicolored. so i'm going to look for like the different yarns and then just switch between the colors work i want you to make an yeah. ombre one ombre. they sell yarn that's already ombre so the ombre does in it i love uh, that on this topic, I actually literally, I, sh I shit you not, I have this written down. Um, are we going to be getting any decorative macrame gin bottles out of Rosie in the future, Blazed? <laughs> I have, I literally, I shit you not, and I can send you a picture, Sister Indica. It is decorative macrame gin bottles, question mark. <laughs> Was that off of uh, Judy's gin? <laughs> she said she's going to take up macrame towards the end. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get macrame gin <laughs> yeah, bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I well, would love to see a beauty, I haven't. A collaboration with I haven't. I haven't written number nine yet. So, um, I also maybe I, maybe I'll work maybe I'll work that into part nine as a homage to you. With all the lesbian jokes, are are we finally going to get the Rosie and Indica les out? Not, not Rosie and, and Indica. No, no. Indica, my character is not a lesbian or bisexual in any way. <laughs> But I will tease. Like with yes, the, with all the uh, jokes, I, was I will like, tease. Are we, gonna, are we gonna? Are we gonna get it? Are we gonna? Get you're like gonna. A, you are. Dream, uh, no, you didn't happen, but it happened. No, <laughs> you are gonna. But I will tell you though that um, Judy and Rosie do get together. Oh fuck yes! That is so. <laughs> oh my god, that is so good. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but yeah, they do eventually get together. I love it. The, yeah. gar the guarantee happens. I'm here for it. Yeah, it's it definitely happens. Oh, I'm so fu that fucking slays me. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm most excited for people to hear part eight. Part eight is probably right now my favorite. <laughs> it's like this series just like brings me so much joy because it's just like it's stoned passions with gin. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just it's so all it's so extra, but then it gets it gets very serious. Oh. As we learned well, with Journey to Oblivion, like, you know what I mean? It'll go to a serious place. I'm just, I fucking live. <laughs> I promise you that part six is, it's it's more, I just like the story. I think the story is very solid and there's a really great, you know, 
resolution to it and it's just um it's just it's it's very similar to the first one in that there's like you know mystery and and shock and surprise and oh, what kind of thing but oh, seven seven storytelling well part seven and part eight are absolutely batshit crazy bonkers oh, i, I, I am honest. excited yeah i honestly look yeah. forward to your post on facebook about the progress of blaze because like i just every time i'm just like oh yeah oh yeah something to get excited about's coming down the pipeline like <laughs> Yeah, seven and eight are very seven and eight are very much like part five in the ridiculous, outlandish, completely bonkers, batshit crazy storylines for sure, for sure. I need to have a binge yeah. day and just like when Byron's at work, just like binge them all in like in a row. Oh, that's my favorite thing to do. It really is. I actually haven't done that yet. Surprisingly. I've been super into the Purge show on Amazon. I just discovered it, and it's like disgusting. <laughs> I have so many shows I'm watching right now, and I can't even keep up with all of them. And they're all they're ending, or there's new, you know, or it's so it's like I'm in a just a overload right now of different television shows ending and starting. And right now, the one thing I'm watching is um, the new season of Dexter, that new revamped Dexter. How is which, it? incredible because i watched the i wasn't first feeling it of the like the, fir the first time they did it and i was into it I oh no like, that I show no. watching it because oh like, it's I had so other good things. no 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 you have to watch the whole thing the whole thing is so good um okay. and the in the um this reboot takes place you know current day so there's mm -hmm. um been quite a bit of time between the old one and the new one and it is just really well done. I wasn't sure how I felt about it in the first couple episodes. I'm like, eh, this isn't doing it for me. But then it started to do it for me. So okay. uh, give it, Slow give build. it time. Yes. Slow build. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm here for it. Yes, it's so good. I'm watching that. I'm watching the new season of The Great. Oh, what's that? What's that? <laughs> it's about oh, the um, one on Catherine Hulu? the Great. Yep, it's about Catherine the Great. Oh, okay. I can't watch Hulu shit. So damn. But okay. it is. I will suggest to download it illegally. It okay. is very funny. It's very, very comedic. It's okay. hilarious. Okay, then I will try and find it. That oh, way. it is so funny. And it has, um, I think it's Elle Fanning. Okay. As the lead. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, and she was like, you know, a kid actor. Kid actor, you know, in all those movies okay. as a kid. Elle Fanning, this is little yeah. girl. But she's I grown guess. up. I'll tell you, she has grown up and she is funny. one of the best actresses ever. It is a show that you will watch and become instantly obsessed with. And it was had such a good first season that I was terrified to start watching the second season because I thought there was absolutely no way in hell it could be as good. And I was wrong. It is <laughs> as fucking good as the first season so far. And it is just one of the best written shows I've ever seen in my life. Best acted beautiful sets beautiful costumes and it is a period piece but they you know it's not a period piece yeah it's it's outlandish it looks and period but the writing yes not. right and it's very like based light lightly it's based lightly on catherine the great the ruler or the empress of russia from hundreds okay. of years a couple hundred years ago whatever it's based loosely on her but it's definitely they're taking a lot of artistic liberty with this, it and it's outlandish and sexy and 
slutty and this is giving me funny vibes for and sure. violent and but just so funny it is the funniest show it's so funny we all need more comedy in our lives you have to watch it yeah, i'm going yeah, i'm going absolutely. to know as soon as we're done recording this i'm going to go try and find it find the great yeah start with season one you will instantly become obsessed it yeah, is go so well it. done a lot of hot sex a lot of hot sex yes you have to watch it very very sexy a lot of hot guys in it just very oh, awesome <laughs> it's so good in every way it's just so good and she's just the best character and and she really just gets even better in, in the second season. She just gets that much better, which you just didn't think it's possible, but it does. Love it. Oh. I love it. But I gotta go. I got shit yeah. to do. I was gonna say, I think, we're, <laughs> I think we're getting to the end of our time here with you. Um, yes, we are. You just wanna quickly plug the shit out of yourself as always? Well, the only thing I really care about um, is that people download Blazed and listen to Blaze? Blaze all our lives everywhere you get your podcasts. Just get into that. And if you want to listen to my music, you can find that on Amazon, iTunes, whatever. You know, work. Yeah, but yeah, please, Blazed, Until download, then. subscribe. Yes, I I am I download every episode and subscribe. I am subscribed. I get the notifications on my phone. And there is a lag time between episodes, obviously, you know, because yes. it takes so long. To, they're all, you know, individual they're audio. They're audio films. So just be patient. But get You're putting to know. together HBO quality audio work and they need to be patient. Well, thank you. It is, it'll be well worth the wait. And there is just more and more and more and more coming. So no, <laughs> stay are, tuned for more. You are truly a fantastic storyteller, honestly. Like, yes. Thank you. Your, your editing and everything is just fucking amazing so keep it up well, i Love i appreciate it. that thank you so much thank you for being here well, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy writing your day to hang to come on our little podcast so thank you oh it's always a pleasure all right well have a good one uh, sister indica <laughs> peace out bitch <laughs> peace out bye, bye. feel better bye. both of you thank you thank you <laughs> bye bye, bye.